We've been evaluating Kenny Pickett here on the Locked On Steelers podcast all season long and the preseason, the ups, the downs, and the struggles. But we, we got to talk about, is he on the path to being the Steelers franchise quarterback? To talk about that, we brought in a former NFL GM himself, Doug Whaley, to talk about Kenny Pickett, as well as the progress of Broderick Jones and the Steelers offensive line. It's the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter here. Just quick note before we do start the actual part of the show. We had a great conversation with Doug Whaley, and we're going to show that to you here on the on the podcast. But there were times because of his internet connection that his audio got a little bit fuzzy. We edit out as much of it as possible, but there's going to be times where he comes out across a little staticky. So we do apologize for that for that quality production there. Uh, we hope that you can understand that sometimes these things happen with the internet and still enjoy the content because he's a former NFL GM and he gives a lot of great insight. Without further ado, here's my talk with Doug Whaley here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 more in them later as i said before we're joined by former nfl gm himself doug whaley doug whaley's been on the show before he actually currently has our most watched youtube episode of all time a couple years ago when we were talking about moves the steelers needed needed to make so we welcome doug back happily doug how you been man been great and uh I guess I got a lot to live up to, so let's see what, <laughs> <laughs> if I can live up to it, but uh, we'll see what we got. Absolutely. Doug, got to ask you the big question that everyone's kind of talking about. Well, everyone's kind of hyped on about, like, did Kenny Pickett make this audible? Is Kenny Pickett doing this? Is Kenny is Matt Canada to blame for all his struggles? I want to ask you, as a person, you have evaluated NFL talent for many years. You used to work for the Steelers. You've seen guys come and go. You were on. The, you worked for the team when Ben Roethlisberger was there. Have you seen elements of Kenny Pickett's game that still could make him a franchise quarterback. There's a lot of people that are writing him off already. I'm not doing that. I think that he still has that potential, but as an NFL talent evaluator yourself, have you seen that potential there? And if you have, what do you see that's most important that you need to see for him to improve to get there? So the point being with me, when I'm looking at Kenny Pickett, it's consistency. Mm -hmm. Can he build on that game winning drive against Baltimore? Because what happens now is there's a belief not only in himself, but the people on the offensive side to say, when it's time to really produce, this guy is going to come through. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to raise my level of game to make sure I'm not the reason why things don't go well. Because right. Kenny's going to be on point. And once that happens, he gets in a groove. Not only Kenny, but the offense gets in a groove. And for the lack of a better term, it could be offensive coordinator proof. As in, no matter what the play call is, 
Kenny can recognize the coverage and say, all right, this is the play, but we're going to go here because that's the best option we have to get the play done. And then that belief starts to feed and starts to build. And then all of a sudden you have an offense that is saying, it doesn't matter what the play is called because we have belief in our quarterback to be able to get us in the situation to be successful. I'm right with you on that. And, and here's the thing about the quarterback position, and especially what I've seen out of Kenny when he did this in college. When he gets better, he urges everyone else to get better with him. Like he he has been a leader, and that's a big part of why I think the Steelers really wanted him was not just because of how he played, but because how he challenged everyone around him to be better, to be better with him, and how he pushed himself so he could be in that position to lead his teammates in those moments. That's where if Kenny Pickett does figure it out, and again, I, we see glimpses of it. Again, the, the key to me is consistency. And Doug, when you see glimpses of it and glimpses of when he plays structured, it's not like he's running around, you know, spinning around five times, making five guys miss and then just hurling a deep ball and the guy happens to be there. No, he's like, these are back shoulder throws that he's hitting. These are reads that he's making. And again, the, 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 the read that he did on the, on the touch, the final touchdown of the game, he checked his, his line to the right spot. He said, alert, alert. So everyone saw the same thing. George knew, Hey, we're coming to you most likely because we're, we're going the protection on this zero blitz. You got to be ready. And he was ready and everyone was ready for that. He's able to do that even in an offense that overall is struggling there's glimpses there but you're right and this is one thing i tell steelers fans is some people don't want to hear it because they're like man that's my quarterback i don't want to i don't want to diss him i'm not dissing him like that you you can't talk about him that way but I, and even Kenny Pickett will tell you there's plenty of plays that he leaves out there, not just for missing reads, but sometimes he just misses throws where it's just like he still has to get his consistency of his arm of his arm movement down. And and that's where it's I wouldn't say alarming, but it's something that coming out and even looking at how he performed in the preseason. It's something that I never expected to come from him, the inaccuracy. And I'm not talking about there's a difference between accuracy and placement. Placement is putting in the ball in a place where a receiver can make a play after the catch. That can, and that can be nuanced. But there's throws that he missed that are wildly inaccurate. And that's nothing that we saw with him in college. That's nothing that we saw with him in the preseason. So for him to have that divergence of accuracy from the preseason to the regular season – I can see why some people are talking about, like, what is going on with this guy? So a lot has to go on him. And a lot of people are going to put it on the offensive coordinator. And that, I'm not saying there's not some culpability on the offensive coordinator, but I think there's also some times, I don't think, I know there's also some times where plays are there to be made and he is not making the play because of his inaccuracy. So that consistency that is the mark of being the difference between being an average quarterback and a good quarterback and a good quarterback to great quarterback is not consistency, but that's the norm. And we need Kenny to take that step from not consistency to be consistent. And then once that consistency is there, we need him to take that step to be the norm where he's making those throws where wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, He's putting in positions that they have to catch it. It's in that it's in the back shoulder, wherever away from mm -hmm. the defender. It's putting it in a place where if they don't catch it, they have to get out and they shouldn't be on the field. 
And that's where you look at their Aaron Rodgers back in the day with Drew Brees, those type of guys, they may not have the most elite wide receivers or pass catchers, but they were putting balls in places where they had to make the catch. Right. It, it was just elementary. And that's what he needs to do. Make catches elementary for his receivers. My last question for you on Kenny, before we move to the O-line and Broderick Jones, if he is going to take that step to be that, when do you think that happens for Kenny Pickett? How long do you think Steelers fans might have to wait before they see, they see him take a step to being that consistent guy that the Steelers can lean on to be a reliable source of quarterback? I think if you don't see it by the end of this year, there's going to have to be uh, some real concern because this is year two. Yeah. This is an off season where he was the guy. He did take all the first string reps and he did work with his receiving core off on his own. So it's not like last year where he was taking second and their third team reps and then finally got into the starting lineup. This has been his team. He has been anointed the starter. So he, the, the reps there can't be discounted. The point being is he needs to make that step by the end of this year. He's got these last stretch of games to not only overcome his inconsistency, but if he can overcome that plus the lack of a good offensive coordinator, you're going to say, all right, we have a chance. Now the offseason after that, we can talk about that. We don't know what's going to happen, but we need to see some consistency coming out by the end of this year. The Steelers' first round pick this year was the offensive tackle out of Georgia, Broderick Jones. Made his first start. I gave him a two-star grade on our Stars and Skulls uh, grades earlier this week from his performance against the Ravens. I want to get Doug's thoughts on Broderick and the offensive line. We'll do that on the other side of the break here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We're going to be right back. But first, before we go anywhere else, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks, the number one way to play daily fantasy sports right now, where you can win up 25 times your money. All you do is pick two or more players, and then when you do, you pick more or less on their projected stats on any entry, and you can win money. Prize Picks is the new fun daily fantasy game that you can play right away, and if you're big into fantasy sports, it's a way to get your daily fix by selecting individual player projections. You just look at them, and you say, hey, they're projected to get 80 yards. I think they're going to get more or less than that. You just pick two to six players, and that fashion if you think you have a beat on their day in fantasy and you can win money on prize picks and prize picks also has the reboot policy which allows your entries to stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for nfl games and, and college football game top top 25 matchups you can have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second and that player gets rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance prize picks also offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like taco tuesday where each tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25 percent to provide even more value prize picks includes nfl nba mlb nhl college sports and so much more download the prize picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports that's prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to
We're back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Doug Whaley, former NFL GM right here. Doug, we talked about Kenny Pickett. Let's talk about Broderick Jones. I thought he had a strong performance against the Ravens. He was up against Javian Clowney, who's been playing pretty well for the Ravens this year. That was one of the best run defenses in the NFL, and I felt like he helped move the line of scrimmage when, when he was in there in the second half. What's your impression of Broderick Jones from what you've seen so far, and is he on the right track to being that supreme left tackle they drafted him to be? When you're talking about offensive linemen and, and especially young offensive linemen, if you don't hear their name called or the play, person that they're blocking name called, then they did a great job. So for him to go up against Jadavian Clowney, and granted, Jadavian is on the backside of his career, but mm-hmm. he is a strong physical player that actually plays into Broderick's strength. So he is a big, massive man that has strength, that once he gets his hands on players, can really control them. So I think this was a really good first entrance into professional football and starting as a left tackle because the guy he was going against really played into his strengths. I think it was a good first step. I think it built some confidence in him, but not only confidence from himself, but confidence from the coaching staff and the other line mates to say, this guy can hold his own. Now he's got to go up against different type of defensive ends, some speed guys, some guys with counters, some guys that have natural pass rush ability to be able to dip and bend off the edge. But what gives me hope and really some positive outlook on this guy is because he, every day he's going up against two of the best, outside linebacker slash pass rushers you mm-hmm. have in the game with Highsmith and Watt. So he's used to seeing that type of pass rush. But again, you can't really judge until you have him in under the lights in prime time and doing it against someone else. But it was a very positive first step, first game against somebody that has wreaked havoc on a lot of quality offensive tackles in his career and I'm talking about Jadavian Clowney. I mean, even just this year, I feel like he's taken a step forward with the Ravens kind of finding his footing again uh, as the, as one of their edge rushers. Uh, but yeah, on top of that, on top of protecting, I thought he was a good run blocker in this game. And one thing that I loved about his tape in college, Doug, was his ability to just use his athletics. He just looked so naturally strong and gifted to get out in space to work or to win in the trenches, to not even have to get out in space to work. Kendrick Green was a guy that he was best when he was on the move. But in the trenches, he, he he was not so not as good at establishing leverage. Broderick Jones has no problem establishing leverage. Like what he gets his hands on you, you're in trouble because he has that natural strength. And Doug, in my experience of watching the NFL, younger offensive linemen, the younger linemen on either side of the ball, they seem to struggle when they're younger because they don't have that full grown man strength yet. And it takes time to get to that point to maybe you're 25, 26 years old. Broderick Jones looks like he has some grown man strength at 21 years old. And I think that's what's really encouraging about him in his future with the Steelers. And for me, the positive is, and and you hit it right on the head, is that grown man strength. But the guys that even at young age, like a Broderick Jones, that had that grown man strength and that aggressiveness, sometimes that works to the detriment. So they're over-aggressive. And they get over top of their 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 toes, and they get out leveraged, and they they get off balance. So to be able to have that 
strength and be able to contain it and be able to make sure he puts his body in the right position along with the strength to be able to stick and stay and control guys, that's something that is really special at this early of a stage in his career. And a lot, not a lot of guys have that. A lot of guys, like you said, are either great in space or great when they get their hands on them. And that combination is something that they have to learn. So for him to be this advanced this early, I think shows that he's got a high upside. Same here. And that's to me, he was my number one tackle in the draft class. I know a lot of people had Darnell Wright or, or you know, a lot of different guys, but I, I really like Broderick Jones for his natural athleticism. And like, yeah, he was raw. There's a lot of technique that I still think he needs to get down. Like you said, when he faces quicker edge rushers that can get a little bit more bend, get a little bit to their spot a little bit quicker, he has a harder time locking those guys down, getting his feet in the right spots and getting his hands in the right spots. But those are the coachable things. Those are the things that you can then look back on tape and say, okay, Broderick, you need to widen your base here you need to get you need to get out your get, get out your stance here a little bit quicker let's work on, do, on on doing this but you're you have the makings there when you can't move guys that's something that sometimes can't be fixed you can get a little bit better technique but if you're just not strong enough you might just need to get stronger that's sometimes then a question for longer in their career like okay will they ever get to that point i think broderick jones you know, having the having the issues that he had, there was one pressure where he gave up where I think it was Clowney just did an inside move and he gave up a little inside pressure there. Kenny Pickett wasn't sacked because of it, because of it but um, it was a play where you saw as another play where he could clean up. I, I, but again, I think these are totally fine problems for a rookie making his first start in the NFL and in an offense that, like you said earlier, it's still lacking its identity. It's not like he's jumping on a moving train here. He's part of the guys trying to push the train out of the station. And he might be one of the answer saying, okay, this is our offensive line that we're, we're playing with. Let's put them in positions to be successful. What type of plays are going to make them perform at the highest level? And when you start looking at Project Jones, Samalo, those guys are road graders. Those guys are naturally strong guys that want to go forward, want to push the pile, want to move a man from point A to point B against his will. And, that, and that's what you're seeing in that type of offensive line, that makeup that they brought in on the Steelers. Now they have to start calling plays that feed into that mentality. And I think if they start doing that, not only will the offensive line start playing better, but then you'll start seeing the running backs getting more excited about what they're doing and hitting the holes faster, hitting the holes more decisive, being Agreed. more out with what they're doing, running stronger, more decisive. So it just feeds, and that's what happens once you start getting an identity. Everybody starts buying into it, and then everybody starts playing better, and they elevate their play because this is what I like to do, and this is what we're going to do. And in the end, like I said, there's no better feeling than to move someone from point A to point B against their will, and that's the type of player Broderick Jones is. Absolutely. I want to talk more about this offensive line as a whole, what they need to do to get better. I think this could be, I don't know, everyone's talking about Kenny Pickett. I think if the offensive line improves on this on this uh, post-bye week and they become a much better unit, that could be the key to unlocking everything in this Steelers offense. Like you said, the run game, protecting Kenny Pickett, setting up Kenny Pickett with because of the run game, all of that there. I'll get Doug's thoughts on the Steelers offensive line on the other side of this break here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back. 
But first, got to remind you, this show is also sponsored by Jace Medical. And Jace Medical provides you what's called the Jace Case, which provides you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is filling out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. And you get with that, you get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions that's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get prescription life-saving medications delivered right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're you, that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, all one word. And you can use that at check checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with former NFL GM Doug Whaley. Doug, I want to ask you about this offensive line as a whole. Right now, they haven't been the best at protecting Kenny Pickett, and they haven't been the best at creating space for Najee Harris and Jalen Warren as a whole. Um, Right now, I feel like the Steelers' offensive line, they were supposed to be this much better unit that came in, coalesced from last year. They had Dan Moore Jr. They had had Isaac Sayomala to to be better than Kevin Dotson. Mason Cole was going to be a little bit better. James Daniels was going to be better. Chukuma Korfor was going to be a little bit better. And that hasn't happened. You know, I'll say Isaac Sayomala is a step up from Dotson. He needed to find his groove. I think he's starting to do that. James Daniels has been injured. Uh, I think Dan Moore Jr. was kind of it was kind of disappointing that he didn't take more of a step forward. And now you're seeing Broderick Jones. And I think that he might have he might hold on to that starting left tackle spot moving forward. But I also think the biggest disappointment right now comes from Mason Cole at the center position. You know, when I look across the board, he's the one guy that was a starter from last year who I think is getting the least amount of push and is giving up the most pressures where he shouldn't be. What do you think this offensive line has to do to become a better unit for the rest of the season? In my opinion, I think it goes strictly to the identity of the offense. They have to believe in whatever their identity is. And if it's one of the smash mouth, downhill, between the tackles, running type of team, get ahead of the sticks, and then be able to do short timing routes to take the third and two and convert those to first downs, that's what they got to do. What I think is the biggest issue now is – that they can't get the running game going, they're behind the sticks, and then if they get behind by more than one or two scores, then that those defensive guys and defensive linemen are teeing off, mm-hmm. and that puts them in just a really tough situation. So I think it's a combination of finding an identity, committing to it, and then executing and making sure that you don't put – the defense in a predictable, put yourself, the offense in a predictable situation and predictable passing situations so the defense can just tee off on them. Because right now, as a group, they aren't playing well. And to a man, they aren't playing to the standard that you need to have to be successful on offense. But we, they, we, well, they need to help them out with the way they call plays and 
what they want to accomplish with those plays that they're calling. Najee Harris said, said a couple weeks back that he was sitting down at the Steelers offensive line and saying, Hey, let's, what plays do you like? What, what are the, what are the calls that you like? What are the schemes that you like the concepts that we, when we run that get you guys going. And that seemed to help for a little bit, but it's just, again, it's been inconsistency across the board. You know, the Steelers call it popcorn where the guys, uh, you know, the guys, you know, one guy, you know, four guys may do it right. One guy might do it wrong. And that blows up the the entire play here. Uh, but I'm, I'm right with you. I, I feel like this is a group that, you know, that they 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 kind of know that they need to be better. I think Isaac Sayomalu and Darnell Jones, Dar- Darnell Jones, uh, Broderick Jones are are make, are taking steps forwards uh, to, to be able to do that. I, I think the, a big thing here, Mason Cole has to just not be the liability of the group. He needs to kind of settle, settle it down, be a more reliable player, make more of the standard blocks. And part of it might also be, you know, I thought the best thing that I saw him do in this last game when he had the opportunity was working on double teams with Sayomalo uh, and with Herbig and with James Daniels coming back. I think he'll be a better suited to that. But maybe the key here is, especially in run games, use more, use more of those power runs where you're saying, hey, you two, there's a defensive tackle in anywhere from the one, anywhere from the one to the three. You two get him out of there. You move him. We'll send a, a fullback, a tight end, whoever else up to help, and that'll allow us to generate movement here. And it, it takes away the liability of Mason Cole in the run game. But to me, Doug, I think power running, getting these guys off the ball, getting their feet running, that's a huge part of what the Steelers' offensive line needs right now to be more consistent, especially on the ground. No doubt about it. And, I, and to a man, if you ask any offensive lineman, if you tell them I got you got a chance to pull or go straight ahead and try to move that guy and road grade him, they're going to be like, I want to go ahead, straight ahead and road grade him. I want to show that I am a better player than that person right in front of me and be able to show my power and my aggressiveness. Offensive linemen want to go forward. They want to be brute strength knock somebody out of the hole and get movement. That's what they like to do. And if you can get that in their mindset and their mentality, they're going to elevate their game. And I agree with you. That's what they should do. And that goes on to that identity of the offense and the play calling. Let's stop doing the jet sweeps. Let's stop doing the wide zones. Let's get downhill, aggressive, strong, smash mouth football between the tackles i'm right with you on that doug my last question for you here as far as as far as the steelers and how they need to be in in the in the rest of this season is this a team that you see the potential on to turn it on and be a playoff team they're in first place in the afc north now but i think everyone agrees that like They've been fortunate to win the games that they have. They've forced a lot of turnovers. They've won some wacky games, but they need to play some complete game football down the stretch here to be able to hold on to this lead in the AFC North or at least make sure that they are one of those playoff teams. Do you see that in this team's future, or do you see too many problems stacking up for them right now to find answers before the end of the season? I'll say this. I will be a a more proponent to say that they are a playoff team once they beat a playoff caliber team. Mm. Even going back to last year, they haven't beat a playoff caliber team. So for me, right now, they are above average team that if they can continue to grow, continue to get confidence, continue to be able to live up to the defensive standard that they are getting paid and quote air quotes are supposed to be and the offense makes an identity 
switch and to have an identity, then I can see them possibly being a playoff team. How far they go in the playoffs, I'm still skeptical about that. But to me, until they beat a playoff caliber team, they're just right there at the at the edge. They're a above average team that isn't going to be a team that gets in the playoffs. And if they sneak into the playoffs, they're not going to make any noise. There you have it, Doug Whaley, former NFL GM himself. You can find him on Twitter at Whaley NFL PA Bowl. Doug, let people know what you've been up to these days so they know where to find you. Uh, I've been obviously working with the XFL, and um, I also uh, just took a senior advisory role with Alliance 412. So, nice. yeah, just being able to give back to my alma mater, to Pitt. It's a new landscape out there with the NIL and the collective. So I'm trying to help navigate that for not only the Pitt football team, but the, the alliance and the collective with Chris Bickle and his staff and trying to make sure that we're at the forefront of this new frontier, which is NCAA football or just NCAA eligibility and academics and sports all combined into one. And we want to be the forefront of that. Absolutely. He's Doug Whaley. Doug, thank you so much for joining us here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. And thank you all for joining us here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com for all my coverage of Pitt there. And as well as you can find me here in the Locked On Steelers podcast every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekends with bonus episodes on your favorite podcasting app forms, platforms and on YouTube. Let's subscribe to this channel to get all of those episodes as well. We're back tomorrow with Jenna Harner wrapping up the week, talking all things Steelers and asking big questions and picking all the weekend games that on the Steelers bye week. Stay tuned here for more on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 